Welcome to the Creative Nectar Podcast. Your hosts are Jenny Hahn and Stephanie Gray, and together we share conversations and practices around art making as a path to self-discovery, recovering wholeness, and living an authentic life. So settle in, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the nourishing taste of Creative Nectar. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Creative Nectar podcast. I am your co-host, Jenny Hahn. Hi, I'm Stephanie Gray. Hi, Steph. Hey. (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm glad that we're meeting today and we're having a little chat. Yes, yes. I am really excited to dive into this topic of creating our way to self-forgiveness. This is... This is a big topic. I think this this need, this idea, and this need for self forgiveness. Um, so many of us are holding, are holding a lot, are holding judgments, guilt, shame. When we talk about the idea of forgiveness, and particularly of self forgiveness, this could be related to ways that we have harmed and betrayed ourselves. This could be related to ways that we've harmed and betrayed others. But um, I feel like in general, this idea, this need for self-forgiveness is really tied to like beginning to open to vulnerability and uh, beginning to soften the protective armor we might put around our hearts, maybe in our bodies even. <laughs> and really this this willingness to be open to love, to be open Mm. to self-love and self-compassion. So we are going to have a conversation around this. (laughs) Are you ready? I am ready. Yes. I wonder just because I have something so fresh and almost raw going on, if I might share a little bit of that and then maybe that's sort of where we can dive off into and see where it takes us. So I, that's, I'm, I don't really believe in accident. So I guess I, that the fact that we're doing this today makes perfect sense to me because so in a nutshell, I, I have had an abandonment wound all of my life. I'm an adoptee. I'm an adoptee and Mm -hmm. it's something I've worked on for, for decades. Right. And, and definitely creatively for a long time. And, and um, it's still something that comes up. It's it's. I'm not saying that I haven't grown immensely around it and that things haven't shifted and changed because they have. But sort of a misnomer that I think I myself hold and probably other people is that it should be sort of done, right? Like I sh- my, the work should be done and that it shouldn't, that my abandonment stuff should not be triggered anymore. And so there's this piece of me that right now is very triggered from the abandonment stuff. And I have this part of me that is not feeling very forgiving towards that piece that just can't seem to heal from the abandonment. And I know when I think from my heart, when I'm, you know, when I'm using when I'm using just my everyday brain, not my tiny little baby abandoned baby brain, it makes sense that this would come up again. 
and, and I'm okay, you know, and, and, and it's okay and I'm safe. But this little part of me, this little abandoned baby still has all of this abandonment fear and I, I, I need to address that. So like the way I know that I'm growing is because when this would have happened years ago, decades ago, I would have felt abandoned and then I would have abandoned myself through various ways of denying my feelings, numbing out, being mean to myself, you know, like, like all of this, all of that stuff. Whereas now I'm way more apt to, to really feel it. And then like, I woke up this morning and I wrote a letter to that abandoned part of myself from, Mm. from my parent self, from my, um, from my open, gracious heart that normally, or most of the time I'd like to feel helps lead the way, but in some, in some cases feels very shut down when this when this little child part comes in. So the whole Mm -hmm. piece about self-forgiveness is so very important. I feel like just because we're, there's a cycle that happens, right? There's a cycle of, I feel this, I feel shame because I feel this, I am going to do this instead of feel it. And And then it just like, just like, like we were talking offline, like just, there's just like this sandwich thing that happens. Right. Right. All the layers. <laughs> All the layers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you, Steph, for being willing to be open and vulnerable about this um, experience that's very raw for you right now and today and, and, and throughout life. And I think you touched on it so beautifully that that your practice this morning of writing from your adult self to that scared, terrified child, baby, that that is a perfect example of the self-compassion that we can bring to ourselves, that whatever it is, whatever harm was done out in the world, like we can, we can try to get what we need from others. We can try to get revenge. We can try to, you know, we can make amends and do things outwardly, but also the power of being that to ourselves and the, the alchemy and all the healing that can happen just from engaging with creative processes ourself and that we can be both the the hurting one and the the healer the consoler all at the same time i just think that is so fantastic <laughs> yeah and you know it's powerful alchemy when we can do that and it's not yeah. necessarily super easy i'm not going to you know sugarcoat it but when you practice that and you use creativity to sort of soften it as well I don't know that I could live any other way because I can't, you know, I can remember what it was like to try and hold all of that down. And now, Mm. um, now I know that like it, I, I just can't go there anymore. So yeah, it's, it's, it alchemizes things and it really shifts our perception, 
my perception, I'll just speak for myself, it shifted and, and continues to shift my perception and my place in the world and how I mm. view the world. And, and in that sense, it's helping to change the world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Because we, ch- it's like when we do this work, we change not only ourselves, we, I believe we can literally change our past. We certainly change the future. We change um, the possibilities for those around us. I do believe it has a rippling effect in all directions and to, and to kind of stake that claim of like, I belong. Like mm. I deserve to be here. I am lovable and no matter what no matter what it is we've done in the past or no matter how we were harmed or we harmed others it's like I I still belong and it is okay. And it's like we draw that line for ourselves and then the healing can begin. And, and you were saying how you couldn't hold it in any longer. And that's, I mean, that is a really important piece of this, I believe, is that when we hold things in, if we're holding on to, let's say, blame or judgment or guilt or shame, it's like that can cause physical and, and emotional problems. Like that can cause illness in the body even. And so that's why, I mean, I know we both are so like passionate about this because this is where creative expression can help to soften those, those blocks and, and kind of create a small opening for something to begin to express. And maybe we don't even know yet what needs to express. I mean, maybe it's just an energy or maybe it's just a fear or something we feel, you know, something solid in the body. And I know we talk so much in here, Steph, about all many techniques for like <laughs> beginning to open to that. But I, I love that you used writing, like writing that letter, beginning to let the words flow. That's that's really powerful. Yeah, I agree. And and what you were saying about just meeting it where you are and where it's revealing itself to you. It doesn't have to be a big dig, you know, it can just be a little like Oh, hi. Um, okay. You need a little attention. Let's do it. And, and, and what came up today was, yeah, I need to be seen and I need to be heard. And so I I think when we begin to practice Mm -hmm. that, we, we can find out in a faster way what needs to happen and how it needs to look for it, you know, like how, how it wants to unfold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting to know something. It's like meeting it. And like, I love that. Hi, how are you? Like, uh, <laughs> and eventually like becoming sort of an ally to ourselves, to yes. our own experiences. And in order to do that, we have to like, let go of the judgment The the, as you were talking earlier about the sandwich, the, the, the layers we add on top of, you know, like the, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should have gotten over this a long time ago. All of those things that are just like unnecessary layers of suffering, really. Yeah. Like, can we let go of those to get down to the heart of what am I feeling? What am I needing right now? And like you said, Steph, what needs to be seen and what needs to be heard in this moment? And can I hold it? Can I hold it with compassion and and get curious about it? 
all the things we talk about. <laughs> all the, all the things. Yeah, all absolutely. Things. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's always stunning to me how I am more than willing to forgive other people of things that they mm. may have done or whatever, but to, to forgive myself is like so much harder and realizing that and realizing the, the, the spiral that can happen when I don't acknowledge and forgive and all of that. So, and I do believe right. forgiveness comes in its very own time and it, and it looks different for all of us. And, and like you were saying, you know, it, it skims the surface. We may not even know, you know, and then we can dig further if we feel like it. And also how important it is to have support when things like this come up. Absolutely. Whether that's a therapist, a support group, a friend, just your own journal, uh, but community, I think is really helpful, especially when we're talking about like internalized shame. I think, was it Brene Brown that says that uh, shame uh, cannot survive uh, or when it's shared? Yeah. Um, Something like that. I'm totally paraphrasing here. <laughs> yeah, or the light of day, but, or something like that. I, yeah, it's, yeah. When you bring it out into the open. It can't. It can't survive. I love right. that. It's beautiful. And I even right. notice in my body as I'm sharing this with you and with who whoever decides to listen to this later. It's like okay, you're you're helping to witness this happening inside of me, and there's anxiety and there's a little bit of shame, but it's like I can feel it lessening. I can feel it as I'm just bringing it out. It's it's starting to dissipate. It's weird and awesome. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you again for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I and not to pressure you, but I I do wonder if you have is is anything coming up for you as we're having this conversation that you would like to share. Yeah, I, as I've shared on these shows before, like I thought I'd be talking about like how I had an eating disorder in the past and kind of the, the, the self-harm that I created with, you know, to, toward my own body and kind of the process of healing that. But in this moment, what I'm actually wanting to share is that I just attended a retreat this last weekend and what came from it, like my, the ultimate takeaway from that I took from this was a reclaiming of my fierce boss self, if you will. <laughs> you know, when we're kids, when we're being, when we're being raised, of course, the, there's many ways that we're taught, be this, don't be this, you know, be a good girl. Oh, don't be too loud. Don't be too bossy. And it was like, I kind of had to disown this part of me that can be a very take charge kind of energy and get things done and, um, and organize other people and like be a leader, be a team builder, like all of the, all of these things. When I was a child, it was called bossy. It was, it was basically the message was that's bad. Don't do that. And maybe it was at that time, maybe it was playing out in less skillful ways. I don't know, but I just, Remember that, that um, I need to be, I need to play small. I need to be less than I am, that sort of thing. So this weekend really, and part of, you know, I was out in the woods, I was camping, I was, there were all these really transformative um, practices and really using my voice, you know, screaming, these really cathartic experiences 
and and kind of being this wildness and this power and seeing it reflected in the elements in nature. And in those moments, it was like I was able to see, oh, this is part of nature too. And I am part of nature. And my wildness and my power is part of nature. And it's okay. It's more than okay. It is wonderful. It is part of who I am. So it did, it, it brought up some grief. And, and I realize now some need for self-forgiveness of all the ways that I have kind of tamed that part of myself and tried to hold it in and contain it and and ways that it might have played out in the past that that weren't so skillful and just bringing that compassion and bringing that kind of opening that space once again for me to be the fullness of who I am without the layers of self-judgment without feeling not good enough, feeling too much, feeling like I'm, I've made a mistake, feeling like I am a mistake, just bringing some softness and support around this part that feels kind of, you know, it's kind of like you were saying earlier, Steph, like a baby. It's like, there's this part of me that's like, feels kind of undeveloped, you know, because I've been holding it back for so long. So yeah, beginning to be that ally, be that compassionate person to her is is where I am right now. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. When you said an undeveloped part, I believe is what you said. Undeveloped is what stuck out for me. That really resonated. And I feel like there's probably so many of us that can relate to that that underdeveloped because how can something develop if, if you're not giving it the nourishment that it needs to grow, right? If you're always scooting it away or telling it to be a good little girl. And if society or our family structure, whatever, isn't supporting it, nourishing it, um, if our school systems, whatever, you know, I feel like we all have those parts that are like really essential to our vitality and to what we're here to do that Mm. don't get the nourishment and the development that they need. So it's like, how can we, you know, excavate and, and go find those pieces, you know, and then start to bring attention, awareness, compassion, and self-forgiveness around all of it, because we, we've had to do what we needed to do in order to survive. And as adults, it's like, okay, what do I need to go now and retrieve? What parts of myself have I abandoned? Mm-hmm. And what is needing love and attention now? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can I love and give attention to this, to the abandoned pieces, but can I also give love to the part that I might be sort of shaming because I have abandoned those pieces, you know? Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, Yes, all around. (laughs) I wonder, I mean, is, is it too early to talk about ways to creatively meet this stuff? Or, I mean, I guess we kind of have been, but it's never too early (laughs) and it's never too late. Right. (laughs) And that's, I mean, you know, joke, all joking aside, like seriously, like we, these things, this is a lifelong 
process and it doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter how long we have been armoring our hearts. It's like, um, that softening and that self-forgiveness can happen at any time. Right. And, and I'll just add in my own personal belief and how I'm, what I'm working with right now is that I do believe like energetically we're being assisted to help, you know, bring these things up and um, just the energy on the planet right now so that we can transform Mm -hmm. and have this transformation occur. So it's like the time is ripe. It's like, it's, Mm. it is time. The time is now, but you know, if you know, you know, if you know, right. So Mm. like, if you're feeling a call to do this, you know that you are, and it's just, and it's not too late. Like you were saying, not too late. Okay. Well, let's talk about some practices. Um, Cause I know you yeah. were talking earlier stuff about the writing a letter to yourself. What's, what else has been showing up for you around this? Well, so writing, so, you know, I'm always going to say scribble because scribble allows you to just, if you don't even know what you're meeting yet and you've got like, say, I have a lot of energy in my heart space right now. Um, just checking in and scribbling that out, like how it would, how it would want to scribble on a piece of paper or what color it would want, want to be. But, but also as well, I like to write. I like, and I love it when somebody has something ready for me, like a sentence stem or a writing prompt. So I, I got a few of those together. So one of the really potent ones was what parts of me have I what parts of me am I at war with? So if, if, if forgiveness isn't like, isn't hitting for you, what are you warring with? Like, what have you not made peace with is another way Mm. to maybe take a look at that. And then another just really quick, easy one, easy, I say, um, what does self-forgiveness mean or look like for me? Because it will look different for everyone and to get clear about that, you know, so those were a couple I came up with and there may be a few more that roll out that might end up on our Instagram page. That's great. That's great to get things started, to get the energy going and, and just to inquire about what, yeah, what is it that I love that? What am I warring with within me? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about within and without, right? So if you sort of take take heed and and give care to that warring space in you i it can it can't not change the outside world absolutely. even a little bit yeah absolutely so important <laughs> yeah yeah well so That's what great. about you jenny do you have do you have an exercise we could do hopefully yeah i do <laughs> you're in luck i do <laughs> i gosh I, I was going several different ways with this in my in my mind, in my awareness. But what I kept coming back to was this idea of to kind of make an offering to either ourselves. So again, coming back to like whether we're needing self-forgiveness around ways we've harmed ourselves or self-forgiveness after ways we've harmed others. But just this idea of like making an offering of love to whatever that is. And there's a word that kept coming up for me, which I don't love, but the word atonement kept coming up. And when you break it down, it's like at one meant, it's like, how can I bring oneness and healing to this situation? Mm -hmm. 
And so I was approaching this with the idea of creating a card that you can either make for yourself or you could make it for in the honor of someone else. You don't have to give it to them. You you could if you wanted to, but to kind of combine words and images in whatever way wants to show up, but making it kind of this offering of love. So if I am judging myself, if I have betrayed myself, if I betrayed my own body, maybe I would make a card for my body with words and images, perhaps asking for forgiveness, perhaps just making an offering of love. I I love you. I care for you. I'm sorry. I wish to, I wish to heal, you know, whatever words are showing up and whatever images are tied to that. So you don't have to overthink this. It's like, maybe it's just a heart, you know, kind of radiating out, or maybe there's tears that show up, but whatever that is, just making an offering of love in the form of a card. This can be something that you can place on if you have an altar or just on, a, on your mirror or somewhere to remind yourself and to really see about taking in that offering of love. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, if you have that question of, am I doing it right? Rest assured you're doing it right. Absolutely. There's no, there's no right or wrong way to do these things. I mean, these aren't like projects we're giving, like that we're going to get graded on or that it either works or it doesn't. It's the process itself that is the healing. So whatever supports you. And if you find you're in a place where the self-judgment is really high and it's like, this isn't working. I don't, you know, like I'm not creative, blah, blah, blah. Just offering that self-compassion. And if it's too much to offer self-compassion, you can even imagine like a loved one, an ancestor, a spiritual guide coming in and, and wrapping you in this care, you know, or maybe placing hands on your heart or somewhere on your body, but just whatever way it helps to use your imagination to support this healing process. This is what we're all about is using creativity. So whatever that looks like for you. I also, I love, I love water for this too. Like I, I take a lot of baths and I love this idea of water of like cleansing and atoning. And it's like, how can we use that to wash away any judgments, any layers of shame or guilt or just disconnection? It's like, how can we, how can we use things creatively to support healing and self-forgiveness? That is beautiful. Like creativity and intention. It's just intention. Yes. Yes. Yes, this is how healing begins. This is how, I mean, we're not talking about making art here for to be pretty to put on the wall. We're not talking about writing to share with others. We're talking about using these tools for transformation and in whatever way supports you. So the possibilities here are, are endless. And we're here. We're here for you. Like you were saying earlier, Steph, like community is so important and having support, having support in these practices that that can be really difficult. Yeah, I think having community is nice. And it's one of the things I I miss from the old nectar days, you know, when we were in the brick and mortar <laughs> and 
And just, you know, being able to share from the heart in that space, you know, from that place and just be kind of raw and putting it out there and have a community that's, that sort of reflects back to you that says, you know, be gentle or, you know, I hear you and I get that and I feel similar things. It's become, I think it's so important that we have spaces like that. I think that's, you know, I'm not going to say a lot about it, but I am very excited about the the fact that we will be offering um, an online community very shortly, like within the next few months. Yes, yes. Sneak peek. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want it. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Yeah, me too. Me too. So be assured we will be sharing more about that here um, in the next couple of episodes. But yes, little teaser. We do have something brewing for you. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, is that feeling complete for you today, Jenny? I feel complete. How about you, Steph? Any other closing thoughts or? Other than I just can't say it enough. Be gentle. Be gentle on yourself. Be kind to yourself as you go through things like this. And please say hello. If you're on Instagram, we would love to see you. And if you're not on Instagram, come join us uh, because we do share images and, and writing prompts and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. And, and as always, um, please, whatever platform you're listening to us on, if you can leave a review or a rating, it always helps and we do appreciate it. Absolutely. All, all right. right. Well, until next time, thank you all so, so much for joining us and be well, be well. Thank you for listening. This has been a Creative Nectar Studio production.